sewer, New York City's sewer system, to be more precise. You know how they got there in the comics? Well, this kid had just bought him on his walk home, probably super giddy and excited about his new purchase, acted up and got bumped into, dropped him into a storm drain where they got all radioactivated or what have you, became anthropomorphized and perpetually of the 80s and all that. This actually makes them pretty much the 1% of New York City turtles. Most don't meet a fate nearly so kind. Hi, I'm Jackson, and I'm here to tell you about my turtles. Our turtles, if you live here too. Cowabunga. Hi, still Jackson, but now it's a hot night in June. I just got extremely cheap dumplings in Chinatown with my friends. Shout out to Will Hop. But now, we're walking up Mott Street, where we stop in one of those ubiquitous little red and gold novelty shops that peddle folding fans and bronze Buddhas under extremely harsh fluorescent lights. You know how some sell those little mechanical toy frogs? Like the kind that you wind up and let go and the gears turn and they pretend to swim so a couple get put out in front of the shop in a shallow little dish for display? Well, this is, this is neat. This particular store has that too, but with tiny little turtles. That's pretty cool. I've, that's, I've never seen that before. Okay, hold on a second. Okay, these guys are real. See, this little Chinatown novelty shop has a dish full of turtles on the floor next to an overflowing rack of $20 wooden swords. They're like the size of a half dollar and very much alive. At least most of them seem to be. It's hard to tell there's like 30 turtles in this little saucer. It's weird. They're very cute. Their conditions are very concerning. I'm very uncomfortable. Excuse me, ma'am, are, are these turtles real? The tiny lady behind the counter nods. Are they okay? Suddenly, she has one in her hand. It was already sitting in a little plastic box next to the register, but now she's holding it up between her index finger and thumb, as if it were a half dollar. She says, they're happy. And then, no joke, underhand tosses the turtle into the dish at my feet, a few yards away. It hits with a wet clink. I'm stunned by this. Okay, clearly, and despite what that woman said, these turtles are not happy. I look at the one she's just thrown onto the crowded plate. Fortunately, it's still moving around, although it's undoubtedly concussed. Can turtles... can turtles get concussed? What kind of turtles are these? Are there even different kinds of turtles? Wait, why are there turtles in this Chinatown novelty shop? I don't raise the question to the lady. I'm kind of afraid of her at this point. But my friend and I are now hushed over, enamored by these little tiny things. They're seriously cuter than in the cartoons, except there's an underlying disturbing element, really, is they're all climbing on top of one another for the rim of the dish. It looks like World War Z. Are they being fed? I ask the woman. She holds up a little salt shaker labeled turtle food. It's two turtles for $10. Plastic aquarium and salt shaker full of fish food included. $10. I look at my friend, and she looks at me. We both look to the throne turtle, and know I'm about to buy the damn thing. So, here I am, on the street, headed back home, carrying a little plastic tub with a couple of drops of dirty water in it, and two tiny turtles, one likely brain-damaged. I'm excited, I'm sad, confused. I'm definitely an idiot. I'm about to find out what happens to New York turtles when they don't get dropped in the sewer to live long, fruitful lives as a major comic franchise. 
I get home with my two nameless turtles. I dump out their dirt water, top them off with some good old New York tap. I open up my laptop, wondering how badly I just messed up. Oh, no. Chinatown turtles are surprisingly not native to Chinatown. As a matter of fact, they're native to the southeastern United States, and they're a very specific breed of turtle known as the red-eared slider, the same breed as the ninja turtles. However, these Chinatown turtles did not come from the Gulf of Mexico. They're bred in massive quantities on farms in China, and shipped to the States in boxes intentionally mislabeled as seafood, so they can then be illegally sold as novelty items. And yes, their sale is illegal. It goes against a federal law to sell a turtle smaller than four inches, which baby red-eared sliders are, ever since a 1975 law hoping to prevent salmonella outbreaks. However, in many places, including Florida, it's illegal to sell red-eared sliders specifically. If that sounds bad, it's because it is. When something's illegal in Florida, it should be twice as illegal everywhere else. So hey, why is the illegality of red-eared slider sales ingrained in the law of our nation's diseased panhandle? Well, it's because these little guys are one of the most invasive species on Earth. They grow fast, reproduce like crazy, and get mean as hell, outcompeting native turtle species and quickly dominating landscapes to which they're introduced. So, yeah, these little things look cute at first, especially in little novelty shop buckets, but they're evil, diseased-ridden little colonizers who create significant social and environmental damage everywhere they go. Great. My Chinatown impulse buy has now led me to being responsible for the containment of two little Genghis Khans. I guess I have to really keep them now then, huh? Well, how long do they live? Oh, great, okay, like 40 years, Jesus Christ. They'll outlive me. Well, at least they'll be small forever, so it won't be too hard to... Oh, no, okay, they grow the size of dinner plates, and basically it'll cost thousands to keep them, and I'll have to convert my whole apartment into a functioning aquarium where I'm the sole employee. If I keep these guys. Over the next few days, I tried to put out of my mind the precariousness of my turtle purchase. I made my boys a nice little playlist they loved. I could tell they loved it by the way they would do absolutely nothing when I played it for them. Okay, so it wasn't exactly a two-sided relationship. In fact, I really never stopped feeling bad about having them. I took as good a care of them as I could, but I still felt like a prison warden at the end of the day. I'd feed them, and they'd eat. I mean, they had to have been eating, the way they somehow never stopped going to the bathroom. But one seemed like he was eating so little. I worried about their health. I was worried that my darker-shelled turtle was still concussed from being thrown into a shallow bucket. I ended up naming my two guys after political prisoners. The one that got tossed real hard became John McCain, and the one that wouldn't eat became Bobby Sands. R.I.P. For the next three or four weeks, I would spend hours playing them music, feeding them, watching closely. When I could avoid thinking about the moral confusion, I enjoyed their presence in my room. I cleaned their water every other day, which was hard. They did not like being picked up by me and placed into the bathtub while I refilled their crappy tank. I'd scoop them up and they'd slip and squirm vigorously in my hand. I was terrified of them and of dropping them. It was in cleaning their tank that I saw their dark side, the side that does the ethnic cleansing. Scary stuff. I'd then wash my hands and scrub down the bathtub for an hour in red scare fear of a salmonella outbreak amongst my roommates. Eventually, and forgive me, I switched to a system involving chopsticks. It sounds bad, I'm sorry, but trust me, it was beneficial for everybody. That being said, our arrangement wasn't working, and I began looking for a way out.
posted on Craigslist to no avail. Nobody on there wanted these things. I looked for resources, turtle shelters, people with similar stories, and found very little besides other desperate, sympathetic blog posts, stories of people coming to grips with their fate, being damned to eternity by the ball and chain of their rapidly growing Chinatown mistakes. I took to making a Reddit account, username please take my turtles, to post in the New York sub form. My post was a guilty cry for help. The top comment was, what did we learn? Someone else followed up, FYI, buying them wasn't humane either. Now the shelter will keep selling turtles. Good try, though. Kick me while I'm down, why don't you? I already felt so bad. However, one comment was by a frequent poster to r slash NYC, as well as r slash motorcycles, named Here Comes a Regular. He said, Turtle Pond in Central Park is called Turtle Pond specifically because people like you bought turtles they couldn't care for and set them free there. And yes, you guessed it, the dominant species in the pond is the red-eared slider. Go set them free. Hey, wait, really? A couple of responses asserted the viability of this release option. Literally every other comment referenced the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But I looked up the aforementioned pond, and funny enough, speaking on behalf of Central Park Conservancy, George Costanza, of all people, told me, What's the deal with Turtle Pond? Seinfeld? No, okay. Like all of the other water bodies in Central Park, Turtle Pond is man-made, filled with New York City drinking water, the water that has made me the man I am today. However, I wouldn't suggest you drink this water since it's filled with five kinds of turtles who live in the pond year-round. Many of these turtles started out as pets in city apartments, but eventually outgrew their urban accommodations. And frankly, walking your turtle on the city streets during the harsh winter months can be brutal. So the turtles were brought to the park by their former owners. But please, leave your turtles at okay, home. Nope, yep, okay, thank you for that information. George, what else? The most common species in Turtle Pond is the red-eared slider, which you can identify by the small red spots around their ears. They love basking in the sun on flat logs or rocks, which makes the base of Vista Rock the perfect spot for their sunbathing activities. I looked at my turtles, John and Bobby. They did not look back. Okay, listen, I'm not going to act like this was the hardest decision in the world. I couldn't keep the turtles. Vegans, I'm sorry. That is too big a price to pay, literally, for a, a knee-jerk purchase like that. I've gotten enough flack for this from my own conscience, trust me. I decided that weekend I'd send off my boys. Those next few days were hard. It was like I couldn't look my turtles in the eye. For reasons of guilt, not because they refused to return my gaze, as always. It felt terrible. They went on just the same, going to the bathroom all the time, listening to their music, ramming their little heads against the plastic tank. But every tiny little thud reminded me I was making the right decision. In just a couple of weeks, they'd already outgrown their complimentary tank. They needed room. Maybe they'd make new friends. Speaking of friends, when the weekend came, the ones from Getting Dumplings joined me in my apartment. We double-bagged my turtles in Whole Foods' finest and hopped on the one train at Lincoln Center around dusk. We got off the train far below Turtle Pond to enjoy the walk, but it was pretty grim. The moral confusion was all the way at the front of my mind. What if they don't make new friends? What if George was wrong? What if they die immediately? I felt like a criminal and 
Also sort of like a mom bringing her boys to the first day of kindergarten. We got to the pond just after sunset, so we were all alone. Not the wooden dock part, where you can see all the turtles swimming around, but the rock pad that descends into the water. I debagged John and Bobby, as well as my friend's Bluetooth speaker that I brought. I sat the tank down on a rock slab facing the water so they could get a good read on their new home before they dove in, and played their favorite song from their playlist, according to me. they would even recognize me. Whenever I come back to Turtle Pond, which I do often now, I feel indebted, I go to the dock and again play their song on my phone. There have been a few times where I've gotten my hopes up about seeing them. Usually whenever a turtle has come over and swum in a weird pattern, I've wondered if that's how John McCain's brain damage from being thrown has manifested as he's gotten bigger. But I'll never know. All I can say is, don't buy Chinatown Turtles. It only encourages their continued sale and puts you in between a pond and a hard place. I'm so when the song ended, my friends and I waded out into the water, released John McCain and Bobby Sands, spread out the remains of the turtle food salt shaker as though they were ashes. My friend cut her foot on something in the water and got a tetanus shot the next day. I ate vegetarian for a few weeks. 